Thank you, brother. What, what? Hi, everyone. I'm Josh. I've been recovered from sexual addiction, and I'm an adult child of dysfunctional families. Great to see everyone. Uh, I'm a roamer, so good luck there, Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's going to be the whole theme of the lesson today. If that's, that's probably the only thing we're going to remember. Goodness, we need the Lord. Um, <laughs> so uh, today's lesson is on crossroads because the, the reality is in life we can go a lot of different directions, can we? Especially when we're, we're faced with substance or we're faced with uh, pe- the difficult people in our life. Uh, the reality is probably that difficult person is you in your life. Uh, that, that, that we're trying to look elsewhere, but the reality is it's me uh, that's the difficult person. And so being able to have to wrestle with that. And so step 10 is hopefully unpacking a little bit about promptly admitting when I do someone wrong. And and the reality is some of us, if you're anything like me, when I do something wrong, I want to ignore it. Any ignorers in the house, right? I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to, I just want to brush it, you know, Put it under the rug and just kind of like, my wife can attest to this, she hates it. She hates it because it, it needs to be addressed and, and, and talked about and wrestled through and prayed for. And, and so being able to promptly admit when I wrong someone, because I'm probably going to wrong some of you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's just the nature of who I am, that eventually I'm going to wrong someone. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, who knows? We'll see. So uh, let's take a look at a journey we've been through. And so we've been um, on a journey through the 12 steps. And so we're in step 10 today. And so we began in step one with facing our denial and realizing that we have denial issues in our life, that, that we deny that we have a problem and we push blame on other people. We then moved on to surrendering our life to Jesus Christ. And if you don't hear anything else today, that's the first and foremost thing that you need to do, right? Step one, and then we need to move on to accepting Jesus Christ into our life. If, you're, if you are willing to accept that there might be a higher power, let me tell you about him. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And would you be willing to Uh, provide that opportunity to accept him and it's a choice to choose him or reject him and a lot of us come in here hurting and uh, our marriages are are hanging by a thread and there's so many different things going on but we, we try to navigate that in in all kinds of different silly ways instead of going back to the basics of the steps. And I hope that we can go back to the steps when needed. We also took an honest look of our life. We, we began listing and confessing and sharing our wrongdoings. We become willing to forgive or make amends. And when we talk about forgiveness, brothers, sisters, it, this is not a concept where we go, I'm just gonna forget about them and then we're just gonna count that as forgiving. But truly asking God to kind of help me forgive those difficult people in our life. Then we moved on to making amends. 
And um, I love Ben. Do you guys love Ben and Scott's skit they had? That was pretty fantastic. Uh, had me laughing, rolling. Um, but they went with some good amends and some bad amends. And, and so just the highlight from that, and I want to just, just highlight once again, is when we go to make an amends, by the way, if you're here for the first time or you're, you're somewhat new around here, notice this is step what? 10, not step one. So please do not rush to step 10. Today, right now. Okay, please don't. Uh, we need to go back to step one. And so going back to amends here is when we go to make our amends, please, it is not an attempt to bring out what they did wrong. That's a trap. Because, yeah, we go into it with good intentions, like, I'm going to go make my amends. This is going to be great. But we still haven't kind of wrestled fully through all that stuff that they've done to hurt me. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And it's still kind of kindling there. But when we go to make our amends, it is strictly what I did wrong to you, and I'm sorry. And so let's make sure... We are there. And so make, make amends for all harm that I've caused others. And, and the fact of the matter is, if you're living in reality, you have hurt people. And you're going to continue to hurt people. I hurt people. Um, and I have a choice in step 10. To, unpack, to, to choose to live out step 10 or choose to ignore step 10. And I'll be honest with you, I, I'm supposed to... I'm supposed to be teaching up here and, and have it all together. But the, but the reality is, I don't always practice step 10 when I need to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so please know, if there's any conviction today, please, please understand that there's grace also involved because that's what Jesus does for us. He provides that free gift that we don't have to live in that law Base mentality that we can we can move forward and be encouraged instead of down. Let's uh, go to step ten here. We continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. There's three parts here. Do you guys catch that? Right. We took personal inventory. We did that back in step four. four. Yes, gold star. Uh, we did that back in step four where we took a fearless and moral inventory of ourselves, you are asked in step 10 to, take, to continue that inventory. Why? Because I tend to mess myself up. And I'm blind by pointing everyone else that they mess me up. Does that make sense to everyone? Right? I'm blind to that. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 that's the reality, believer. Sometimes we're tricked that I've been steps one through nine. By the way, if you've been through steps one through nine, you've gone through a step study, awesome. It is totally an accomplishment with fellowship and, and I don't want to minimize that. But the reality is, even if I've gone through a, a step study or gone through steps one through nine, I can still get stuck. 
I can still go back to those old ways, that old way of thinking, that old habit of doing. The attempt to control anyone around me. And I, I was talking with, with some of my classes and I asked them, are there any control freaks in here? And, and, and there's, a, there's a definite way to figure out if you're a control freak. I don't know if you know that. Um, any, anyone complain? You might be a control freak. <laughs> I'm one of them. But, so, uh, yeah, so we have a tendency to think that we've got it all together. There's so many people that go through the rooms of recovery and we go through a step study and we go, okay, we're good. My marriage seems to be okay. We're somewhat at peace and I got what I wanted. Now I'm out of here. Now God bless you. We, we want you back. And if that is you, Come back eventually. No guilt, no shame. But the reality is we want people to, to have that humble and honest, wise reality that I have a tendency to mess up my life. Maybe you can relate to that. Steps 10 through 12. Um, I'm a little bit sensitive to, to this concept, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Uh, my 20-year-old my doggy, we put him down. So, but, but I wanted to bring up this example. How many have dogs? Yes, we, a lot of us have dogs. How, so with those dogs, whether you have one, two, three, have you ever like not picked up the poo for like a couple weeks? No, some of you are better than me, but uh, there, there was, there, there's been a couple times where we're like, ah, it's raining or, you know, no big deal. And, and all of a sudden you walk in the backyard and it's just everywhere. You guys with me on that? That's what we can do with our life. I've been through a step study. I got this, but totally blind by all the poo in the backyard. And when I'm blind, I'm gonna step all over it. And I'm not gonna be willing to see it. So the reality is, the dog poo is gonna add up. And so we need to be able to take care of that. So living out our recovery is what steps 10 through 12 is what we're hopefully attempting to do. It is not a place to stop and rest and we need to be continuously working the steps and I'm gonna be frank with you. I don't always do that. I need to. But when those reminders come, when I fall short, it's a great place to get back onto working the steps again. And may you be encouraged, hopefully, and not discouraged or have self-pity on yourself. That's not what I'm attempting. But if you are realizing, I need to, I need to work the steps, then, work, then take that as encouragement, I hope. See, the miracle's gonna, see, a lot of people come in a CR because marriage has fallen apart, life has fallen apart. We don't come on a winning streak, Right? It's kind of a blessing. I, I love being here at CR because we're like, yeah, we're jacked up. You know, like, um, 
it, it's truly a blessing. Like, like I love that realism and that, that, that concept. But the reality is the miracle that you and I are seeking in our life, and there's a lot of miracles. By the way, some of you are in here for alcohol and drugs and those types of things. But it's so much more of that, like the, sobri- the emotional sobriety that we have, the anger, the impatientness, all that stuff. We seek out miracles in those areas, and the miracle doesn't happen without God moving. Now, there's things we can do and can be directed to do, as we see in the 12 steps, but the miracle's gonna happen when God moves. So if you're new around here, just please keep coming back around this place. But, but I've been here six months. My marriage is still falling apart. My life's a wreck. Just keep coming back. Because we don't know when that miracle that you are desperately seeking is gonna take place. So there's a famous recovery statement um, in, the, in the rooms of recovery in another fellowship. And some of you will recognize this because it's shared in a lot of meetings. And I'm bringing it up today because there's this this statement. um, It's from AA and it's probably in other uh, fellowships as well. And I'm bringing this up because the next paragraph is about step 10. And some of us miss this. And so I want us to be able to grasp this. The famous recovery statement is this. Are these extravagant promises? We think they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work. Right? These promises that we are seeking in recovery is a new freedom, a new happiness, not regretting the past nor wish to shut the door on it, Comprehending serenity, knowing peace, self-pity will disappear, attitude will change, fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Those are the, the promises that recovery is attempting. Just keep coming back, right? So those are the, all the encouragement. Notice there are such close relations to what Scripture says that you will know peace, you will know freedom, you will comprehend serenity, self-pity will disappear. That the Bible's screaming all these things as well. Now let's not miss out on that. See the big book of A, so this is the very next paragraph uh, from page 84 because we say that statement every single week and then there's this. This thought brings us to step 10, that's where we're at, which suggests we continue to take what? Personal inventory, we continue to take it, uh, and we continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. I I, I love this, I know know AA tends to talk about higher power and things like that, Um, but I love this concept that God needs to be involved in the recovery process. And we're not gonna sugarcoat it around here at CR. We're gonna name him. His name is Jesus Christ. Okay? All right, so we've entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to 
grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter, right? A lot of times we come to recovery, fix me, fix me, fix me, fix me. Um, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And then uh, this, this ain't working, I'm out of here, right? It's not an overnight matter when we're dealing with issues that we've been wrestling with for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. It should continue for our lifetime. Now, some of you are like, I'm out of this place now. This is like forever? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because of biblical principles. It is good practices for us to do is to follow these steps, realizing that I can slip back in some of these areas. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Sound familiar? Maybe you can relate to some of those. Right? When these crop up, notice it said what? When. <laughs> Not if. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. So, those promises that we seek, we eventually get to step 10 and hopefully practicing these things. And these are the, 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 the miracles that we're seeking. So, uh, step 10, there are three key parts to it. It's what do I do in step 10? And the first thing is, we continue to take personal inventory. Uh, Scott is gonna cover, I believe it's Scott, uh, is gonna cover this in two weeks more in depth on what a daily inventory looks like. And so come back, okay? Uh, what, a, what, a, what a daily, so we, what do we do? We take a personal inventory. Why do we take a personal inventory? Because we're gonna be wrong a, a lot of times. And then what do I do? I promptly admit my wrongs. Now, please don't race out of here and start admitting wrongs. That is not what the teaching is meant for today. In fact, if you're brand new around here, we are in step 10, not step one. But for those of us that have been around this place for a while, maybe we need to go talk to our sponsor if there's something there. Maybe we need to go talk to our accountability people if there's something there. Maybe I need to go talk to someone to see how I'm going to navigate this situation. Because one thing that gets me in trouble sometimes, because I take this and I take this to the nth degree. Okay, I did something wrong. Oh, I'm just supposed to go to my wife and tell her sorry. And then she should deal with it from there. That's the natural tendency within me. My sponsor has to go, whoa, 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 wait, idiot. <laughs> but for me, I want to, okay, that's what the step says. Go, 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 go. But there's also some wisdom that comes along with this, okay? And so it's good to get that wise advice um, Let's go to our first letter in the acronym, is take time to do a daily inventory. So we're gonna break this down just ever so slightly. Examine our ways and test them, 
and let us return to the Lord, Lamentations 3.40. So we need to take time to do a daily inventory. And so um, do a daily inventory. Question for you, is this a daily rhythm of your life? Now, I'm not doing this to you. I'm doing this to myself because I'm like, I don't really want to teach this today because I always feel, I, I feel like I'm not doing that. <laughs> you with me? Maybe you're with me. There's like two guys I know that like do this religiously. I'm not going to point them out. But there's like two guys that I know that do this religiously. And uh, it's been a huge benefit. But let me give you an example here, and I hope you can connect it. See, we have issues in our life. They arise. Maybe my marriage is in shambles. I'm in shambles. Whatever the, the issue may be. We go to calling people for hours. We go to reading books. We go to counseling and we pay for counseling, and all those are good things, by the way. But we choose not to do a daily inventory. Does that, does that make sense to everyone? And so may we choose to maybe unpack it for those of us that have been around here and know what a daily inventory looks like. And if you don't know what a daily inventory looks like, come back in two weeks and Scott will help us out here. Okay? Um, because the reality is we can slip back, can't we? We can slip back into substance. We, a thought can creep in our mind. Oh, if I only just drink on a weekend and I'm not working, it'll work for me. Right? And for you, it might not be alcohol. But we start making things within our own mind in order to... Um, and we find ourselves slipping back. Or maybe it's control. We slip back in trying to control people. Or maybe we slip back in anger. Or maybe we slip back into pushing blame. Right? You go into a situation, and I'm going to make it right, and I'm not going to push blame, and then they say something, and you're right back on the train of pushing blame right back. Right? It's easy. Easy to slip back into old ways. Maybe we need to ask ourselves in, in some of these questions in a daily inventory. Now, it's not expected for you to do them all. You could do them all. It, maybe we could do one. Uh, but these are just some questions that you could have within a daily inventory. Uh, so, uh, what good did I do today? Right? Something to ponder there. My wife says I should, I should look at that, so I probably should. Um, in what areas did I blow it today? Did I do or say anything that hurt anyone today? Did I act or react out of fear or selfishness today? And maybe if you're honest, maybe you can probably go down the list and realize, oh, that's something I can, I can ponder and probably have fallen short today. Did I owe anyone an amends? Did I show kindness today? What did I learn from my actions today? 
So these are just great questions to ponder for the day. So you are encouraged to take time to do a daily inventory. Our next one is this, evaluate the good and the bad. Evaluate the good and the bad. If we say we, here's, here's the reality of all of us in here. If, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we are making him a liar and his word is not in us. We're already sinners. We already fall short. Let's be humble and wise enough to realize that I can evaluate it and I'm just human and I'm going to fall short. It's what I do with that. See, the step doesn't say if we were, were wrong. The step doesn't say if I'm ever wrong or if perhaps I blew it, it says when I'm wrong. I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to make mistakes. So as far as evaluating the good, uh, my wife said I should look into that. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I love you. Uh, I probably owe you an immense. So we'll talk later. <laughs> um, all right, uh, the last one is this, which is need to admit our wrongs promptly. I love this section of scripture because Jesus is talking here and Jesus is, is encouraging his apostles to do something specific. See, Jesus knows all things. He is God and he realizes that my relationship with God and my relationship with other people are woven together. And it says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, we are to praise God. We are to go to him in prayer. We are to journal with God. We're supposed to spend time with him. And there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you. You leave your gift there in front of the altar first. Go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift, Matthew 5, 23, 24. Let me give you the Greek translation. The seminary translation, admit your wrongs promptly. It's, I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. It's a simplified version. Admit your wrongs promptly because we have to deal with those things. And if they go, if they don't get dealt with, it builds up. It builds up. It's hard to do, isn't it? But they're ignoring me and my desires. Why do I have to make an amends? They don't admit their wrongs. Why do I have to? I feel like I'm the only one that does admit wrongs in this relationship. I don't want to stir up the relationship. So it's just better if I don't say anything. There's so many things or thoughts, ideas, to steer us away from this step. And brothers and sisters, it is worth it. Because when you, ref when you and I refuse to offer an amends, 
It blocks our relationships, doesn't it? There's like this underlying thing there that hasn't been dealt with, and you can feel it. You can feel it just being in the same room. I'm going to end with the, the conclusion here for the sake of time. And so just one last reminder. I actually finished on time, you guys. I only skipped a couple things, but for the most part, it turned out well. So, all right. So uh, take time to, to do a daily inventory. This could be a journal. This could be a device. This could be anything that you can jot down and maybe answer some of those questions with the Lord and invite God into that process. Evaluate the good and the bad because both are going to appear in your life. If you're a negative person, that's probably why I am negative, aren't I? I probably should invite the good in, in my life. So, my wife's smarter than I am, so we'll go with that. Uh, number three, uh, need to admit our wrongs promptly because we need to clean up that poo, right? Don't let, don't let all that add up, right? Admit those wrongs promptly. Please don't rush out of here and start admitting wrongs right now. Have some wisdom. Call someone. Call your sponsor. Talk to them. Talk to an accountability person. How do I handle this situation? Talk to the Lord about it. Look for negative patterns. Share them with your sponsor, accountability partner. Set up an action plan. How am I going to handle this? But remember, all the steps are woven with surrendering, right? Continued surrender of his will because this amends might not feel good. You might go into the amends and go, I, I, I was trying to make it right, and this thing just blew up in my face. We go to make it right because that's what God's called you to do. Let God handle the rest. God is better at working on the other person than you are. Let him work. Would you stand with me and say the serenity prayer? Oh, uh, before we do the starting part, the focus question is this. Do I admit my wrongs promptly? Why or why not? Uh, whatever you got uh, from today's lesson, enjoy a conversation. Or open chair group, yeah. Serenity prayer, here, here we go. Uh, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever and the next. Amen. First time guests, you are welcome to go through those doors to the altar room. Second time guests, right up here, say hi to Mitch and Cindy.